0: I would like to go ahead and just invite to the stage, if you guys would just kind of be up here with me, I'd really, really like that. And then we can feel bonded when we bust into a song. Come into the stage to join me. I'm thrilled to have, as we get to a song, as it comes up and is appropriate in this interview setting, on the drums is Marcus Finney. And when I met him, it was like 15... 17 years ago he had an afro it was so cute and on bass we've we've only worked together one other time and I just fell in love with him I think I'm probably going to get to know him better over the years too this is Jonathan Wires y'all might already know him on piano he did one of these Steinway session interviews himself because we all just think he's amazing and uh We want to know everything about him. Um, I'm glad you're with me. I love working with you. This is Jody Nardone.
1: So, Kelly, take it away. Well, first, I guess I just have to say that Marcus used to have an afro, but now he has a half row, so that's why. uh, (laughs) But um, bum, sorry. Oh, he is the drummer, so yeah. Anyway, it is a great pleasure for me to be here, and I have known Annie for many years and worked with her many times. And um, I'm assuming that most people are somewhat familiar with her that are here, but I may be wrong about that. I know a few people don't know her. And um, she is definitely, as Larry said, one of the top jazz vocalists in town. And uh, so we were just going to get a little more in-depth and ask her some questions. So, Annie, what were the first great jazz artists that drew you in?
0: Well, the first artists that drew me in weren't necessarily great because I discovered jazz live and most of the great ones were gone by the time I'd, or they didn't live in Murfreesboro, that's for sure. But the guy who was playing jazz in Murfreesboro, his name was Roland Gresham, and he played guitar, and he played with his thumb like Wes Montgomery. And he had a trio with him, some guys that are still around today, Dwayne Norman. And um, Dwayne Norman was the first drummer on that. And so my friends and I—I didn't—I I didn't really know much about jazz, but this guy played every Sunday night with his jazz trio, and we'd go down there. And he was so charismatic, and. It always cooked. I mean, it might have been a little sloppy sometimes, but it cooked. And we just loved him. And he remembered everybody's name. And he was so passionate about it. And to see live what was happening and seeing you could tell what, that things were improvised and this the swing element was just so compelling. It just really drew me in. And that's, that's when I fell in love with, with jazz, was seeing it live and really Roland
1: himself. Mm-hmm. Actually, I I remember seeing you sing with him. That was the first time I actually saw you. But do you do you feel like um, besides? with somebody like him were there were there horn players or were there other musicians around town that you had listened to that kind of attracted you to it as well or recordings or any of that
0: yeah well I feel I do feel like I should say you kind of gave away that I sang with Roland I fell in love with him before I ever got up and sat in and then he hired me right there on the spot so that was cool but around that time, I was listening to WMOT a lot because it got a great signal in Murfreesboro. That's where it's based. And they played BG Adair a lot. And so I would come to town, and I would go hear her at the Lowe's on Fridays. And so I was, I was live. I was going to see BG. I was going to see Cliff. And I was going to see Rock Williams And because that's what was, that was the wonderful stuff that was available to me here in town. And um, recordings wise, one of the ways I got into picking out recordings was I sat in with Roland and he said, um, well, what other tunes do you know? I said, well, that's it. Just Fever. I don't know. this?" This is all new to me. Somewhere Over the Rainbow, I'd heard him do that. He goes, well, go listen to these singers and and then pick out the songs you like and come back and we'll figure out what your key is and we'll just do them. So that's what I did. I picked up a Best of Billie Holiday. It had Lover Man on it and Foggy Day on it. It was on cassette. (laughs) I picked up some Ella Fitzgerald. That was somebody else he told me to go look up. I didn't know who these people were, man. I wrote their names down on my hand. And Ella Fitzgerald there was a songbook series that Verve put out. It had the her sketch on sketched on the front. So I listened to those. Um, you asked about recordings. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well and and I just was thinking about, you know, ways that he influenced you. I mean, Roland basically ended up being a mentor, really.
0: Oh definitely. I, yeah, yeah. He did. And then soon after Bee became a mentor, because I started sitting in with her. And she recommended some recordings that were pretty key to me, too, actually. Um, Frank Sinatra, Only the Lonely, And um, I discovered this trumpet player singer. She recommended an album called On My Own by this trumpet player singer named Jack Sheldon, who's living in Los Angeles. And I did actually get to hear him live. And he flirted with me, boy. Man, I got it on video, too. Les Paul, that guy, he's he's kind of flirty, too, and inappropriate sometimes. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) But I can be that way too. So, um, yeah, so uh, those were some favorite recordings at the beginning. And, and those are key because those are the ones that I found some of my favorite songs on, you know. And then I would look for other artists who did those songs
1: too. So. If you are on a deserted island right now, like, what do, is there one recording that you would say, I have to have this? Ultimate, like, answers. I just never have an answer for that. No. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fine, you know. So you were influenced by many singers, yes. many musicians, and you don't have one specific. I mean, that's fine. Well, I did, like, okay, so this, this I did, I was living
0: in sin with my boyfriend at the time who was a drummer and a jazz fan and uh, he had a a lot of jazz recordings so um, and he worked at this place called the Center for Popular Music at MTSU so we could go in and dig around and watch videos before there was YouTube of all sorts of stuff and I didn't love his taste like he liked like Ornette Coleman and the shape of jazz to come and I was like wait a minute (laughs) this is pretty out stuff I did like Monk. He got we got I got kind of into that. But um we were at the Center for Popular Music poking around. I'm getting to my favorite singer this way. And I saw this jazz on a summer's day video and I saw Anita O'Day perform at the Newport Jazz Festival and I was hip to Ella Sarah, and Billy. I was about a year into singing and I went, "Oh, wow. I I just related to her," I think. I saw a little bit of myself, but saw where things could go. And she just really interested me. Anita odays everybody know her singing and her kind of like kookiness? So that was, that was when I really started digging in and I really got excited and passionate about
1: what could happen. And you had not sung before at all, previous to your experience with Roland, or...? Um, n- only,
0: uh, I did three musicals at Franklin Road Academy... And I got picked for the leads and those. But everybody else, there wasn't a big arts program. And then I, I, I sang folk songs and jammed with my friends in Murfreesboro, and that was it.
1: Cool. Well, um, can you talk a little bit about um, what draws you to a song and what makes you want to play it with your band? Um. Well, yeah. Yeah, lyrics. Lyrics
0: are a big thing for me because, I don't know. I think you just, like, I just always connected with a lyric and I know that one of my strengths is a performance element. And so I just go with that. So a lot of times I'll pick lyrics. Like, if I'm excited about a lyric, I think, oh, I want them to hear this. I want them to hear this. This is one I'll work up with the band. So that was, that's a, a big one. And then really... depending on who the band is, because unfortunately I've never, I've only had brief periods of having a my band. But just, you know, that can influence, you know, who's on. You know, a lot of times with Jody, I like picking stuff that's got a little, like, meat and grit to it, you know, because he, I don't know, I like the way he digs in. I like his feel for digging in. And with Joe Davidian, I might pick... Some stuff that I didn't connect with as well, but I knew he did just to try it on for size or something like that. So, um, but I like my favorite stuff is really AABA kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, I learned like a bunch of other like really crazy tunes with melodies and forms, but I really like AABA because you can play around with it so much. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, well, how about, uh, is there a particular song that you would like to do for us right now? Okay, um, how about,
0: okay, I can tie all this together. This is Accentuate the Positive. This I learned from the recording I was talking about, Jack Sheldon's On My Own, and uh, I like the lyric, and uh, it's A-A-B-A, and... <laughs> We're checking off all the
1: boxes.
0: gather round me everybody gather round me while i preach some i feel a sermon coming on me the topic will be sin and that's where i'm again well if you want to hear my story then settle back and just Sit tight while I start reviewing the attitude of doing right. You got to accent, to wait the positive, elim, mandate the negative, latch. On to the affirmative Don't mess with Mr. In-between You got to spread joy up to the maximum Bring gloom down to a minimum Have faith! or oh, pandemonium, you're liable to walk upon the scene To illustrate my last remark Jonah in the whale and Noah in the ark what did they do just when everything looks so dark? Hey, they said we better accentuate the positive. E live, but ain't the negative. Latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with mister in between. Jonathan Wise. <laughs> You got to accent to eat the positive E limb and ain't the negative latch on to the affirmative don't mess with Mr in between You've got to spread joy up to the maximum bring glue down to a minimum have faith or panthomy. To walk upon the scene. to illustrate my last remark John I Loh no I am not. What did they do just when everything looked so dire, Hey, hey. hey Mantha said we'd better act sent to eight the positive eliminate. eliminate Eliminate the negative latch on The affirmative. Don't mess with Mister In Between. No, don't mess with Mister In Between. No, don't mess with the Mister In Between. Oh, well, you leave him alone if you know what I mean. Thanks, guys. Marcus Finney. Jonathan Wires, (laughs) Jody Nardome.